Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Our next guest usually joins us Tuesdays at 4 p.m., but he had so many jobs this weekend because he, he did the NFL double shift, uh, pulled double duty for the NFL on Westwood One this last weekend that we moved him to today. And oh, by the way, he's on Westwood One's coverage of the Raiders-Steelers game this weekend. And he joins us now, Odyssey NFL insider, the great Ross Tucker. And he is uh, brought to you an insider calls presented by BetQL. BetQL is your one-stop shop sports betting analytics app to help you make the most informed bets possible download the betql app and use code ohio25 for 25 percent off your first month ross welcome to the show buddy what's up dudes how are you doing well happy holidays to you yeah likewise uh let's we got to get to this dusty and i were talking earlier about uh what we each consider perfect football weather and we disagreed with each other on perfect football weather so i'll ask you ross tucker ivy leaguer former nfl player man about town plus size male model uh what is perfect football weather okay this is an important question to watch or to play in uh let's go to watch oh to watch it's like uh to watch i think it 
sort of the fourth quarter of that Bills-Dolphins game. I, I think a snow game is incredibly aesthetically pleasing, yet it wasn't overly windy, so it didn't really affect, like, the kicking game or the throwing that much. It was just kind of the visual of it. So, I um, well, listen, I did the Packers game Monday night, and they said 100% chance of snow in the second half. It didn't really happen, but that's what I was rooting for. I think snow is just such a it, – it's like a snow globe in these stadiums with the lights when the snow comes down. So visually to watch, that is perfect football weather. What about playing in perfect football weather, Ross? Um – Perfect football weather to play in is like a late October, a late October Friday night or a Saturday where it's like, it's not cold, cold, but it's crisp. It's like a crisp fall day. It's not so cold that like the people on the stands are freezing or that you can see the breath. It coming out of the guy's helmet says they're on the field. It's just a little bit warmer than that. Ross, let's get to the Browns here, bud. Oh, no, no, no. What, what, was, what was your guy's pick? You can't do that, Nick. I got to Oh, no. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, my, mine is a September Saturday, uh, about 70 degrees. That's, to me, perfect football weather. Played on grass, of course. Ross, mine was cold as hell, snowy as hell, and with about seven pops in me. <laughs> so you're talking more from watching it than playing. Although, Nick, I would pay to watch you play after seven pops in. That now that would be perfect football. I, I think, Ross, Ross, have you ever, uh, like Booger McFarland said the other night on Monday Night Countdown, uh, took shots of whiskey on the sideline during cold games to keep him warm. Have you ever done that? No, never even heard of that. I might have to have him on my podcast again. Like, how many of those are you doing, bud? You know what I mean? Like that. I mean, is, maybe just uh, like maybe just a nipper. I guess that. Have you done that? No, I've not. But I mean, I I don't. It warms me up. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, no, I can get warm in other ways other than taking like a shot of whiskey. No, thank you in that situation. Um, if I'm taking a shot of whiskey, uh, it's not just one or at least, at least it's in conjunction with other things like that, that I thought that was pretty, pretty wild. I think you might've just given me, uh, an angle for my TikTok. um, seven shots deep with Nick Wilson. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud. I could just do random things or try to do random things while being seven belts deep. Uh, the Browns have a 1% chance to make the playoffs. They've got to win out. They've got to have anarchy around them for them to get into the playoffs. If you're in that locker room and you know the Browns, you know your team has a 1% chance to make the playoffs, does it still like? does it still feel like you're in the playoff hunt if you're the Browns? That's a good question. I think that the coaches are probably really selling that because as long as you have a shot, you have a shot. You're not eliminated. I think there's probably some guys that are really bought into that. 
And there's probably some that are thinking, yeah, I don't know about that, man. Um, Because I remember, man, I remember like 2003 in Buffalo. Until they said we were out of it, our special teams coach, Danny Smith, he kept saying, we're going. We're going. We win these next four, we're going. We win the next three, like, then it was like there was two games left that he stopped saying that. <laughs> then, we were like, then we were like six and eight, and it was like, yeah, I don't think we're going, bro. Like, I don't think, I don't think we are. It'd be nice if we did, but we're not. Ross, this weekend uh, we've been talking a little bit about, about the weather, and Nick brought up this uh, – we, we kind of had a little, little debate back and forth – uh, about Deshaun Watson taking shots down the field, Nick wants to see the offense o- open up a little bit more, and I said, "Not with 16 mile an hour winds, I'm not. I'm I'm playing it close to the vest." Uh, what would you do? What would your game plan be for this weekend with Deshaun Watson? Nick wanting them to take shots in 60 mile an hour wind is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is incredible. Are you? Man, any anything I was about to say to you right there could be construed in the wrong way. <laughs> but Nick, are you out of your mind? So first yes. of all, a, a couple of thoughts. I love the subtle yes there. A couple of thoughts. <laughs> Is it really like I've seen the total? Okay, my fantasy feast co-host Joe Dolan said it's the lowest total in 14 years. He Ooh. said it's Iowa Rutgers uh, NFL style. It's 32 and a half. Yeah, I mean, supposedly, was it 31? It was 31 when we recorded the Even Money podcast yesterday. And the thing I thought was interesting, that's my betting podcast, Even Money. And my co-host loves the Browns and took the Browns because he said the Browns have played in more wind games over the last five years than any team, and nobody's as well-versed and or prepared like, refresh my memory. Have the Browns played a bunch of crazy, windy games recently? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like living in Cleveland in December. Yeah, that, 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 that tracks. Okay, so the Browns have played in a lot of really windy games. Okay, I didn't know that. Are they really calling for 60-mile-an-hour winds? I feel like uh, that's the high end. Gus, Gus up to 60-mile-an-hour. I think that's yeah. a high end. It's like when people said uh, 36 inches of snow in Buffalo. Now, that one happened to come true, but, like – I. At tops, I think the average is going to be 20, 25. Right, Ross? We're reasonable men here. So, um, gusts are a problem. You know, because then you can't really account for it. You don't know when it's coming. You know, you're almost better off with, like, a steady wind. Mm-hmm. Gusts make it really hard. I know this. I don't know how windy it was, but I was on the field goal extra point team for the Bills. And I can't remember what year it was. But we tried like a 38-yard field goal, okay? Which we thought, okay, 30, it, it, there's a win, but 38 yards. There was a gust right after Ryan Lindell kicked it. The ball probably went to about 38-yard field goal. You're on what, like the 20 or something? Yeah, you're like 20-yard line. The ball went to like the goal line, and then like a boomerang started to come back to us. And I kid you guys not, landed like two yards from my feet on the last scrimmage. I mean, gusts are a problem. There's got to be video of that somewhere. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. He crushed it. And, like, we thought it was going in. Next thing we know, it landed at our feet. It was crazy. 
Ross, uh, from your time in Buffalo, we're going to keep in that same division. I, I want, I did want to talk about the push for Belichick and the criti- criticism that Bill Belichick has taken here recently. Do you think that at the end of this year, the, the Patriots are going to seriously consider asking Bill Belichick to retire and step aside? Uh, no, I haven't heard what happened today, but supposedly there's a lot of stuff out there about them making assistant coaching changes or whatever. Yeah, Charles Robinson wrote a great piece for Yahoo on it. What? Give me the gist of it. He just said it's time for uh, Robert Kraft to treat Bill Belichick the way Bill Belichick has treated everybody else in New England for 20 years. That's a really good point, actually. Um I think they'll have some interesting conversations. And the thing about Belichick is he knows he can get another job, like, quickly, right? So does he want to stay in New England badly enough that he lets Kraft kind of tell him what to do? Or does he tell Kraft to kind of stick it and go ahead and – take this chance that Kraft has the guts to fire him. And then if he does, maybe go somewhere else. He's 70. That you is think a he'd really coach again? Situation. I, I don't think either guy wants it to end that way. But in any of these situations, Kraft can be like, listen, man, I'm the one that brought you here. I'm the one that's given you all these resources. And then Belichick can say, I'm the one that got you these six Super Bowls. You know, like, you know both in any situation like this, both guys – guys think that they're the one that like did it like they're the one that and that the other one's not being appreciative enough i think there will at a minimum nick be very uncomfortable conversations why you guys want him back in cleveland no you wouldn't take him back. that would be something else that would really be something else no i wouldn't take billy 70 you're you're getting max three years out of him yeah he wouldn't come back um he is seventy. You're right. I mean, he's pretty. He's getting up there. But do you realize, by the way, it, they probably won't even make the playoffs. But it'll be ten years that Bill Belichick's been a head coach in the NFL without Tom Brady as his quarterback for that year, and he'll have one playoff win. I mean, that's that's the same amount of playoff wins as Stefanski had his first year. So do you think it was all Tom? I don't think it was all Tom. I think Belichick's a great coach. I just don't think you can say, like, everybody looks at you stupid when you say you don't think he's the greatest coach of all time. I don't think he's the greatest coach of all time. I've always said that. I'm way more impressed by guys that do it either multiple places or with multiple quarterbacks because that's coaching. Like, that's, that's the hard part of coaching Having the greatest quarterback of all time in a bad division, getting home field advantage every year, or at least a bye, I don't know. He's a really, really, really good coach. But in my mind, you can't call someone the greatest coach of all time if they have one playoff win in 10 years when they've been a head coach without the greatest quarterback of all time. Ross, are you on the Jalen Hurts is the NFL MVP train? You know, that's an interesting one. I think it really depends on, like, how you look at the award. I think he's been the best player.
player in the NFL this year. I think he's, when you look at, he hasn't had a bad game. I mean, the game against the Bears is probably his worst game. He threw for 300 yards and ran for three touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like, he's had an unbelievable year. They are loaded around him, and that should be noted. But, I don't know, Chiefs O-line's pretty good, too. Chiefs defense has been slack in the last couple weeks, but Chiefs have pretty good weapons. Do I think Mahomes is probably a little more valuable to the Chiefs than Hurts is to the Eagles? Probably. But some of that's a product of, like, who the backup quarterback is or whatever. I, I don't know. The whole concept of value is interesting. I think Jalen Hurts has been the has been the best player in the NFL this year. I think he's had the best season. Ross, great stuff, buddy. We appreciate you. And uh, who knows? You could be covering the Super Bowl that the Eagles play in this year if things keep up with uh, with Jalen Hurts and the rest of the Eagles' success. Oh man, I'm, uh, Bills Eagles Super Bowl would be amazing. My favorite amazing. team I played for. With the team that I work for now, that would be incredible. I'd be a little conflicted about who would win, but I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. I'd also be concerned about Bowl, the safety of the public. My Super Bowl, when's the Air Force Baylor game tomorrow? Tomorrow night? Yeah, that's my Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> Dustin, Dustin on the call for Air Force Baylor. Can't wait. Everybody, if you are in Cleveland and you listen to this show every day, and you don't watch Dustin on the call of Air Force Baylor, then what are you even doing? Like, what, 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 what's, what's even the purpose? I mean, who wants to watch Jaguars Jets, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Joe. I'll be watching Jaguars Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, go. great stuff, buddy. Have a great weekend. And, of course, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to the Tucker family. Likewise, dude. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Ross Tucker just moments ago talking about the, uh, the 1% playoff chance for the Cleveland Browns and whether it – whether it still feels like a playoff push in that organization, I, I asked that question because it, it sure as hell doesn't feel like the Browns are in it in any way, just given by right. what you and I have talked about all week, which is a little bit how I, I'm i not trying to be the the media lazy guy here, but how the media has talked about it. And and I by the way, I think that's an extension of how fans feel. Like that, the Browns aren't really in it. It's it's mathematics only, and that has nothing to do with where the Browns are. Yeah, I mean that that's how I feel. I mean, it feels like they're out of it. I I I don't think that they're in the locker. I don't, I don't think Stefanski's selling them on making the playoffs. I don't think. I, I think they're taking it one game at a time, but I don't think they're talking about making the playoffs. Yeah, how like, can you? Well, one percent. Well, if you had like if you okay, if you were the Jaguars, right, and you've got like. Uh, a 25% chance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hell, even if you're the Packers, who have a 14% chance, maybe you're talking about it. 1%? Nah, bro. So what's the percentage point where you, you really feel like you're in the playoff hunt? I think anything. Honestly, I feel like anything above 20% gives you gives you a little bit of hope. Because mm-hmm. I, I actually, there's a part of me that thinks it would be really funny if we had the softest playoff push in history and like where nobody believes it's going to happen, and then we're sitting here after the Steelers game, and something happens, and we're like, "Oh, the Browns are in the playoffs." I do. I think that, and and some of that is I just have seen people rush to the aisle to say they're out of the playoffs all year long. I mean, hell, they lost to the Falcons, and we had people say, "That's it, they're not going to the playoffs." 
Like, I just think it'd be really funny if the Browns did the unthinkable, one out, mm-hmm. and the football gods conspired to get them in the playoffs. Uh, I would love that, and I would love to be completely wrong and say that I made an ass out of myself for, for counting them out. <laughs> um, but it, it literally will take a miracle. It will. And, but So to me, it's less because you mentioned how, how Kevin Stefanski is, is saying this. Yes. I, I agree with you. I don't think Kevin Stefanski's walking up and down the aisles like, let's make that playoff push. But I do think I do think the idea is, listen, we I, I would imagine he's saying, I know we've built ourselves uh, uh, one hell of a hole to dig out of, but we better keep playing like we have a chance until we don't have a chance. Like, right. you, like just because we shot ourselves in the foot and with the way we came out against the Dolphins doesn't mean that we should shoot ourselves in the foot further by doing doing the devil's bidding and eliminating ourselves from the playoffs here. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I think it's like I I I think this year he's been kind of the year of challenges for Kevin Stefanski trying to to balance the Jacoby and Deshaun stuff, right? Uh the starting out 4 and 7 and and trying not to let the thing get away from them. I think this is a challenge too. Because I do I also agree with what Ross said. There are some guys calling BS in their head when he talks about the playoffs. So it's almost like you have to you have to try and rally the troops without going full on Super Bowl Super Browns. Uh yeah. I mean look, I think we I think Amari Cooper said it best when he was on with us on Monday. When we kinda we kinda asked him that question. And he's like, No, listen, you you literally take it one game at a time. And if you're not focused on beating the Saints this week, and here's the thing too: for the Browns to have any chance to make the playoffs, they have to win every single game, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's got to be the fir- first and foremost the priority is is just winning the game in front of you. Two one six five seven eight double o nine two. I want to throw this out to you guys: does does it feel like the Browns are in a playoff hunt? Because mathematically they are, and if not. At what point will it feel like the Browns have a real playoff chance? Because, like, I've kind of, I view it almost abstractly. Like, mathematically, they're not eliminated, so there's a chance. So keep playing. Let's see where you go from here. But it's it's going to be leading into that final week. If if you've won your your next two games, and you've got a chance to 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 beat the Steelers to go nine and eight, leading into that. If some of what you need to have happen around you, like if the Jets have kept losing, if the Titans have kept losing, if, you know, like all those teams in front of you, if they've started to to kind of peter out, I don't think it'll feel like a real playoff hunt until that final week. And then it's it could go anywhere from zero to 60 real quick of, oh, crap, yeah. you're in the playoffs. Or it could feel like, uh, uh, oh, we never really had a chance because we either lost or somebody else won, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, look, dude, just, 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 I'll, I'll tell you what, buddy, okay? How about this? Mm-hmm. If you beat the Saints on Monday, I'll give you a victory Monday. I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Will that Ooh. make you happy? You'll give me a victory Monday. Wait, wait. You're not on the show on Tuesday. Oh, you are? Am I, am I screwed up on my weeks? So you are, so you are in on I'll Tuesday. Give you a vi- I'll give you a victory Tuesday. How about that? I accept that. I accept that. Uh, saucy old mayor on Twitter saying, uh, they are not going to the playoffs, to any playoffs, just stop. And she said it in all caps. I don't know if Saucy Old Mayor knows this. That's uh, synonymous with yelling. 
why does this conversation trigger anyone? I don't know. I don't. And again, I don't think they're going to the playoffs. But I also, I just, I just, I just don't have any interest in saying, well, they're not going to the playoffs. There's a chance that they could. I think, I think the most important thing is not, are they going to make the playoffs? It's, can you do what you should do? And what I think they should do now is I think they should win out. I think you should easily beat the Saints this weekend. I think you should beat the Steelers in two weeks because you know they're going to try and win the game. And I, guys, I think they probably should beat the Commanders as well because you've got the better quarterback. And I still think you're more talented, even though they've been the better team through carry the two, 15 weeks so far. I think I think they should win every game, Nick. I'm with, I'm I'm with you. Um, I I would listen. If you don't beat the Saints this weekend, I I'm gonna be Tuesday. I'm gonna be a miserable. You know what? I'm gonna be the Grinch. All right. So now I'm really hoping for a Browns win there. Uh, James on Twitter saying you should try and find out what team had the lowest winning percentage. Or sorry, the low the lowest percentage chance to make the playoffs and have made it. Because the the worst team to ever make the playoffs was, I believe, I, I want to say it's twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen Panthers who were seven eight and one and won the NFC South. So they were that year's this year's NFC South. Do but, you think, Nick, that we should have a rule if you're below five hundred, you shouldn't be able to make the playoffs? No, I I because I, I think I think the that what we have going on in the NFC South this year is the anomaly. And yeah, I don't want to make no, a rule you. to and avoid also, the anomaly. And I also think too, like teams change. You know, like sometimes you have an injury at the early early part of the year, and a team gets hot at the right time. Like I, I don't. I think once you get in the tournament, if you get in, if you win your if you win your division, you should be in the tournament. Yep. Yep. I because I I kind of feel similar to like in college football with the importance of conference title games. Yep. Because I because what I think that does is I think that reinforces the importance of the regular season. Yeah. If we do away with divisions, we're going to start um we're going to start just kind of changing the impact of the regular season and I I'm just not comfortable with that. I also think listen, I think rivalries should matter. I think I think even though some of these are made up, there's not a lot of rivalries in the NFC South. This is how you get them. Year in, year out playing the same teams for the right to go to the playoffs. That is how you form rivalries even if right now they're not Brown Steelers historically. Ron saying uh, they're not going to playoffs. Do you understand what one percent means? The same thing as zero percent. Actually, Ron, zero percent is zero. One percent is one percent better than zero. So those are not literally the exact same things. Let's go with Bill. Welcome to the show, Bill. Hey, I hate to say how much I disagree with you guys. I mean, it's a very brown thing to be chasing a one percent. I'm not chasing right the 1%. Now. You don't wait, you know, wait, wait, you're, you're, wait, no, 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 you're, you're no, disagreeing with Nick. No, I, let me just say here. It's not a Browns thing. Teams do this thing where they, they, they talk about whether they're in the playoff hunt, if they have a 1% chance or not. That's a real thing. That is a, you heard Ross Tucker say the, the Bills used to do this when they were like 5-10 five and uh, five and ten with two weeks to go in the season, but they were still mathematically in it. Look, we, are, we have to face the reality that we're – the best thing we can do now is understand that we're in the unboxing phase of Deshaun Watson. And what we should be doing is getting ourselves ready to not blow next year by letting the guy get used to playing again, throwing the ball downfield, which is why we got the guy, and um, just conceding that we've blown it for this year. We blew it, frankly, at the moment that we traded for him. We just didn't realize it. 
But we certainly should realize it now and just get ourselves ready to win next year and stop playing games. What, what are you and, afraid and of, Bill? About 1%. Are you afraid of opening up your heart and getting it crushed? <laughs> it, it's, it's a requirement for every Cleveland sports fan to do exactly what you said. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't be a fan if you weren't willing to get crushed. All right, Bill. Thanks for the call. I did, it's, it's just such a weird position to, to find myself in because I don't think they're going to the playoffs. But I just have I, maybe it's I've just been beat over the head with uh, they're not going to the playoffs. They're not going to the playoffs. I, to me, it's it's not about the playoffs. It's about playing like you have a chance, right? And I I do think that's important. I I know that people don't believe in whether it's analytical people or football people. They don't believe in using the uh, momentum at the end of the season going forward. I don't think there's real momentum. Meaning, like if you win uh, against the Steelers week uh, eighteen. That means you've got like a 12% better chance of beating whoever you're going to face week one of next year. But I do think like winning is what we want them to do. So even though they, it is extremely unlikely that they will go to the playoffs, going nine and eight is still the number one thing that they should be trying to do here. And I think they have a decent chance to do that. And if you happen to backdoor your way into the playoffs, wouldn't that just be cool? Wouldn't that actually be the reverse Clevelandist thing that ever happened? Yeah, it would be amazing, but it ain't happening. I just, I just, I, I, I don't think they're going to the playoffs, but I just, it's weird to me to hear Browns fans be like, screw it, don't even entertain the, I'm not entertaining the idea. I'm just simply not saying this, it's over. Because you have three weeks to play. And it's over. I'm going to need that. Victory Tuesday, Dustin Fox to show up here, certainly. <laughs> Dusty, you and I, we're, we're just talking about Ross Tucker's answer on if if you have a 1% playoff chance, whether or not it feels like you're actually in the, in the playoff hunt. Yes. And so we had thrown out to you guys, it, the, you guys being the listeners, at what point it would feel real. You had said you're going to be cheery if they beat the Saints. At what point will you will you start to actually believe it's a possibility or will you not believe it's a possibility until the Browns are actually in the playoffs? Uh, I won't believe it until they're in the playoffs. I think most people are where you are. And it's weird because I'm not espousing they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they will. I'm not espousing mm -hmm. that it's a likelihood. I don't even think it's kind of like a maybe a likelihood. Like... I until that Steelers week, and again, the, it's not just about you have to go two and zero. It's a lot of teams around you have to either go zero and two or go one and one. At which point they have to lose the final week of the season. That's a lot. There are five teams in front of you that have to fall out of this thing look, for look, you to Nick, sneak if, up there. If, if you can somehow get into that final week of the year with needing like two or even three things to happen. I'll I'll be interested. I'll be I'll, we'll talk about it and we'll be rooting for other teams and all that stuff. But like, you got to number one, you got to beat the Saints this week, which you're a three point favorite, which is not a guaranteed victory. And then you got to get by the Commanders the following week. I want to see the Browns make their playoff push, and that to me is win this weekend, and that to me is beat a team that I think you are going to be a, a dog to on the road in the Commanders. And I, you and I talked a little bit about this earlier this week. I do think there's an element to, I don't, this might be the one time where certain Browns fans just are closed off to the idea of the playoffs 
because they either don't want to keep spinning their wheels with Kevin Stefanski or maybe they just don't like this team. And I can't really criticize anybody. I, I think it's insane to say we'd rather not make the playoffs because we could fire coaches than to make the playoffs. Give me the playoffs. And I think the Browns have a lot of the kind of talent you need to win in January and February. So I think if they if if on the 1% chance they actually make the playoffs, I actually think they have a chance to actually at least get a playoff win and make it to the second round. It's a wild card team. And some of that depends on who you face, you know, kind of week one or week one of the playoffs. But like it's just it it's it just feels like a a weird thing here that it's the fans telling us they don't have a chance. Screw that 1%. And again, it's not a criticism. I just, I can't recall a time in my life where that's ever happened. Where where Browns fans, and it, I, I do not want this to sound like criticism. I just, I'm flabbergasted that a town that has been as, as rosy and as sunshine and orange and Browns glasses, the orange is oranger, Right. We've fought, we've we've talked ourselves through the darkness at 0 and 16 and 114 and one and every every moment of the the Jimmy Haslam era, but this feels like a breaking point again. I don't want anybody to take this as as criticism. I just it's it really is. It, it's 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 interesting to me. That's not even the right word that I'm looking for. It's just mm-hmm. it's wild to me. I just I never would have thought this that I would have seen the day where if the Browns had any playoff chance with three weeks to go, that people would be like, why are you talking about that? Shut up. Uh, can we please talk about why because we should fire somebody? 1%. If it were, even if it were like 5 or 8%, it would be so much different. It's 1%. It's, uh, it's not no percent as we got in with Ron there. And again, I'm not trying to, I just feel like every time I come you're, around, you're to this, literally the only person in Cleveland talking about playoffs. Yeah, well, because uh, shouldn't we be? No. If you have a one percent chance, shouldn't you talk about the the idea of all right now? What do the Browns have to do to put themselves in that position? Uh, I mean, we could talk about winning the football game, but I, I think to even have a conversation about playoffs is asinine. Mike, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, Dusk. Yeah. If you if you were still playing with a one percent chance, would your effort be any less? My effort would never be any less. Exactly, that's my whole point. Because if you got any competitive spirit in your body, you're not out of it till you're out of it. So you go to work like, hey man, we got a chance. Anything is possible, and we know there's a contingent of fans who just don't like this team, and we know why. So they want everybody fired. They want people's knees to get broke and all that bull crap. <laughs> That's Mike, a little hard. Mike, this is this is a dangerous question to ask because I might know the answer. Why do you think people don't like the Browns? Oh, you already know. Do I have to say it? It's number four, and number six is gone, and number four is here. Uh, I don't. Um, I think there are people who don't like that the Browns traded for a person accused of what Deshaun was accused of, served a suspension for. I do think there's a segment of people who didn't want Baker Mayfield traded. I don't know those two things are naturally mutually exclusive. Like, I don't know those two things are married. I think those might be a lot more different than Mike thinks. Uh, Frank, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Well, I was going to ask you to tell me some examples of uh, what needs to happen for the Browns to make the playoffs, but I wanted to respond to uh, the previous caller's comments. I don't like the Browns, or I love the Browns, 
Browns, but I don't like what I'm seeing from the players because of the efforts that they provided throughout the season. It has nothing to do with Baker Mayfield not being here or Deshaun Watson being part of the team. It's just frustrating to watch a team that can be good at some point in time and appear that they're not giving effort at other points in time. I think that's, that's why I'm frustrated with the Browns. I think that's a really interesting point. I, we, we've talked a lot about the likability of these Browns, Frank, and I thank you for the call. Um, the organization has made it tough to be a Browns fan since Jimmy Haslam took over. The Deshaun Watson made it, the, that trade made it tough for fans to be fans. This team, at points, has made it tough to be a Browns fan, and that's it's different. Uh, e, E, we got about uh, 30 seconds, buddy. What you got for us? Oh, wow, a lot to unpack in 30 seconds. So uh, I'm happy that people are getting off the Browns bandwagon. Uh, for me, it's Jimmy Haslam. He's not a Clevelander. <laughs> um, this team feels fake. You piggyback off that other guy. Uh, like, what's Jadavian Clowney doing? Uh, half the team puts effort one time, the other time not. The Browns just are a big uh, hoax, and they always will be, and uh, I'm sick of them. All right. E there with some strong words. That was kind of what I was waiting to hear from somebody or anybody. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.